Today and every day, Planned Parenthood is committed to ensuring that everyone has the information and resources they need to make their own decisions about their bodies, including abortion care. Lawmakers who oppose abortion are attacking Planned Parenthood, which means affordable, high-quality, basic health care for more than 2 million people is at stake. The right to control your body and get the health care everyone needs has been stolen. And now politicians in nearly every state have introduced bills that would block people from getting the sexual and reproductive care they need. Planned Parenthood believes everyone deserves health care. It's a human right. And that's why they fight every day to push for common sense policies that protect your right to control your own body and against policies that interfere with decisions between patients and their doctors. Planned Parenthood needs your support now. Now more than ever. With supporters like you, you can help reclaim your rights and protect and expand access to abortion care. Visit PlannedParenthood.org future. That's PlannedParenthood.org future. Did you know that it's Asian American and Pacific Islander Heritage Month? Macy's is highlighting some really cool AAIP-owned brands right now like Cardin, Kaja, Emilia George, and hey, Meve, plus you can help support college access and student success when you donate online or round up in store to APIA scholars. APIA is the nation's leading nonprofit organization devoted to the academic, personal, and professional success of Asian American, Native Hawaiian, and Pacific Islander students. Shop Asian American and Pacific Islander owned brands at Macy's.com or in store. Ooh, baby, guess what? I'm truly excited because I am doing a live virtual episode of Why Won't You Date Me? It is Friday, February 12th, 6 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. If you're trying to watch it as it's actually happening, like, you know, quote unquote live. Uh, my guest is Heidi in Closet. Miss Congeniality from uh, season 12 of RuPaul's Drag Race. Um, I'm excited. She's excited. We're going to have a very nice time. You can get the tickets on any of the links in my bio on Twitter or Instagram, or you can go to NicoleViruseTaken.com. You just have to go to my uh, tour dates, which there are none except for this. And guess what? You don't have to watch it on the 12th. You can watch it at your leisure until February 19th at 11.59 p.m. That's that's the last time the link will work. It's $10, $10.50. I hope to see you. It's going to be fun. Okay, this is long. I've made this longer than it needs to be. Uh (laughs) Uh-oh. you date me a podcast for me nicole buyer <coughs> i'm not sick <laughs> i just smoke cigarettes and it's bad uh a podcast for me, nicole Byer. <laughs> yeah it's such a bad habit we gotta smoke one one day uh do you still smoke i thought you quit i did quit and then i just picked it back up yeah it's hard everything's i didn't very, pick up a whole hard. pack just occasionally now yeah i I've cut down. Anyway, I should finish my intro. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. My bad. <laughs> no, it's okay. 
a podcast where Pina Cole Byer tries to figure out how I'm still single, even though you could take a copy of my book, jizz in the page, close it up, and say, yeah, here you go, you stupid bitch. I'd be like, thank you so much. What a nice gift. Anywho, my guest today, if I to give her an intro is so wild. She is the biggest movie star of right now. <laughs> uh, it's Tiffany Haddish. Hey, she ready. Hi, 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 hi. Did you like that I gave you no credits? I was like, I don't know. It's hard to give you credits. You're huge. Like you. <laughs> Am I? <laughs> yes, you're doing so well. You are thriving. It, you love to see it. <laughs> I don't know. Some people love to see it and some people be like, sit that bitch down somewhere. Okay, tell me what's happening on Twitter. Okay, so on Twitter, let me see. Let me see if it's going on still right now. But as of yesterday, and then I had to let it go. Uh, there's a bunch of people that were saying I'm a bully because um, I was on Clubhouse and okay, so basically a friend, like if somebody was messing with you, Nicole, I would have mm-hmm. done the same. Okay, so there's this thing that happened with one of my friends. He might have been out of order. He got kicked off a of Clubhouse. Cool, fine, leave it at that. But after mm-hmm. he was kicked off, this one particular person. Kept dragging him, putting his breaking the clubhouse rules, putting their name in a as the title of the room with negative words around him, mm-hmm. and kept dragging him for days and days, three, four times a day. Meantime, this person is supposed to be in a medical profession, saving lives, but has six hours a day to drag this man constantly, right? So I'm like, okay. After three, four days of that, I'm like, she's doing too much. People are sending me this stuff. I'm not cool with it. We get on club. I get on Clubhouse in a room about bullying. They're talking about the situation. I say, man, that's not cool. I'm hearing all Mm -hmm. these. She's making up lies about them. If people were making up lies about you, Nicole, I would do the same damn thing. (laughs) I went. And at that time, she started another room with his name in the title with all this stuff. So I go over there and she's like, why won't he leave me alone? Why won't he leave me alone? (laughs) Screaming and stuff. And I'm like, what is going on here? They bring me up to the stage and I'm just, I'm very quiet. And then they're like, Tiffany Haddish is here. Oh my God, Tiffany Haddish is here. And I say, I know why you feel like you aren't being left alone. It's because you have his name all over your profile to report them. You keep making rooms up about them two, three times a day saying to report him or to this, to whatever to him. He's gone off the platform. He's not here anymore. And you still keep doing it. And there's people that follow him, that love him. And she kicked me out before I could say, mm-hmm. it's against the rules to do what you're doing. What you're doing is bullying. So then I leave. They kick me out the room. I go back to the room I was in originally. And I say, man, I don't think she's mentally stable. Something's not right with her. Um, I reported her and unfollowed her. And I'm leaving it at that, right? And I'll, and mm-hmm. if I keep seeing his name pop up and stuff, I'm going to just report it. So she comes in that room. She starts yelling and stuff again. And people are talking over. I'm like, let her talk. Let her talk. She's talking. She's going off. She says something to me. I say, look, that's why... I reported you and unfollowed you, and I would never let you give me a pap smear ever. (laughs) And then that's bullying? Your energy, I said, your energy is crazy. And then they're saying, I'm bullying. And apparently she's been in these rooms saying, and then she started rooms with my name in it, and she put my name on there saying, "Deplatform Tiffany Haddish, and starts saying she's going to kill herself in these rooms, but would not allow me in the room. 
to mm-hmm. say and and deep platform to me because she's a bully and I'm like how did I bully you like so I, they're tweeting it they're tweeting about it and I'm like what did I say that was bullying how did I say that bullying whatever and then they're like oh in another room you said that you would come for people's livelihood and I said and I said complete the sentence please I said mm-hmm. if someone attacks me and my family which is my for me that's my livelihood is my family and you mm-hmm. attack that. Then I will uh, come for you <laughs> and your livelihood. I will because that is what you do for your family and your friends. I feel like mm-hmm. if if you consider them a friend. So if that is bullying, I didn't say her name. I did not uh, accuse her of anything except for having crazy energy and <laughs> breaking clubhouse rules, which is very evident. And she's been slandering me, saying I'm a lesbian, saying I'm a bully, saying um, that I hate black doctors, black women, black. And I'm like, I provide jobs for black people. I fight. (laughs) I I will not work on a project unless there are a certain amount of black people on the project. Do you understand me? Mm -hmm. I am reverse racist, if anything else. Okay. That's too much. I don't have Clubhouse because I was like, I don't need another platform to interact with people who do shit like that because it's like she did something you called her out and then all of a sudden you're the bully because she presumes that you have more power because you know of you know whatever like standings in the world i do have the most followers on that platform (laughs) but i'm not out there talking about her though i'm not trying Mm -hmm. to ruin her i'm not i won't say her name here like i want the best for her i really want her to get help that's mm-hmm. what I re- would like. I would like for her to sit down and talk with somebody. If you feel like, oh, oh, and then yesterday they were saying she's dead. She's killed herself. But she has room still going in my name that she's in. But she's dead. She went up to heaven and she said, I got to <laughs> stay on this app. I got to be on the clubhouse. I have no time for the angels and singing and God. <laughs> so now all these major publications are hitting up my publicists and they're like, oh, no, Tiffany, did you kill somebody? I'm like, did I What? oh my god what a thing to wake up to on a Saturday (laughs) Tiffany did you kill somebody you're like I don't know I just fucking woke up (laughs) I've been working I've been at work everyone knows where I've been I don't know know how I did that (laughs) how do you deal with people I deal with people the way that I would want to be dealt with like I've been getting let's let's be clear I've been getting death threats on a daily basis since girls trip came out that I didn't know. All the death time. threats? Death threats. You're a comedian. Why? Or wishing of death upon me. This is so fucking nuts. And it's mostly from black women and very angry black men who are like, you inspired my girl to get a job and do what she <laughs> loves. I hope you fucking die if I see you on ice and I'm running you over with the car. And then... At first, I used to be like, make it make it a point to put myself in a location where that person who's threatening my life made mm-hmm. a point to be in a be in a presence, and then they'd be like, <laughs> "I love you, you amazing." <laughs> like, but uh, uh, in my DMs, you said that you would hit me with your car. Where's your car? Oh, you don't have one. Oh, that's fucking wild. That like it's crazy. That's why that's why some people are like, you know what? Because it it's what they say to to uh, much is given. There's a big responsibility to it or something like that. What does the Bible say? With great power comes great responsibility. I think it's from Spider-Man. And I think that's the quote. And that's in the Bible. 
Oh, is it? No, not great power. <laughs> to whom much is given, oh. <laughs> much is desired. No, <laughs> to much who to much who is given. Beyonce said it. It's from the Bible too, and I just read it not too long ago. It's in the Torah as well. Um, to whom much is given, much is required. Ah, that's I've heard that. Yes, that sounds right. Yeah, I guess so. But like, I just feel like. In 2021, people have too much access to each other. Like, not to bring up that woman again, but like people get to just sit on the Internet and not live their lives to the absolute fullest. And then just like say shit to people that maybe they're jealous of or people they don't identify with. Like whenever people are like, you're fucking fat and I don't find you funny. And I'm like, yes, I am. Comedy subjective. And then they're like, there's nothing left to like. I didn't respond and like, hey, that hurt my feelings. To I don't. It's so insane. I don't understand people anymore. But yeah, I kill them with kindness usually. I'm like, oh, I appreciate your opinion. Like someone was like, you shouldn't support conspiracy theorists. You shouldn't be friends with conspiracy theorists. My response was, well, I believe that unicorns are real. I have really <laughs> big breasts, a super fat ass, and aliens are on this planet. Should people not be my friend because of the way I believe, you know? And I could have <laughs> went into a whole thing about religion too. Like just because someone has certain beliefs doesn't mean you can't be their friend. Now, mm-hmm. if they believe touching kids and their private parts is okay, I don't want to be your friend. Yeah. Because that's fucked up. But if <laughs> you believe you don't want to get a shot or you believe that whenever the sky is super clear, uh, aliens are near, whatever you, that, something like that that doesn't hurt anyone, mm-hmm. fine, fine. But it, and yeah. then they're like, well, that person was spreading misinformation. Well, the internet is a fucking huge ball of misinformation. Yeah. And you as a human being have to use your discernment. Yeah, and there's a full-blown uh, difference between spreading misinformation willingly and you see a headline that mi- is misleading and say you retweet it before you do your due diligence because it's like, it's a new thing for all of us to be like, oh, half the shit on the internet's fake fucking news? Okay. It's, everything is very, very hard and complicated. Yeah, like people are like, and they, so, the, so apparently I'm a, I'm a lesbian now too. I didn't know that. I'm like, <laughs> when did that happen? And then somebody wrote on Twitter, oh, no, they DM'd me that, they know I was raped by Queen Latifah and Jada Pinkett and that I'm a victim of rape and I need to speak on it. And I'm like, I was raped huh. before, but I was a teenager and it was a police officer. Never has one celebrity mm-hmm. raped me, <laughs> let alone a lesbian in a lesbian <sighs> scenario. I've never been. That's never happened ever. It's just wild what people will concoct and then say to you like you're not a human being who can read it and then go why would you say that to me yeah and I just and then and then that person I said wow um your opinion is really out there but Mm -hmm. none of that is true what you are saying that is not true and then they're like well I hope somebody stabs you in the eye you know what fuck that I'm gonna beat your ass on eyesight and I was like do you ever think you're gonna be somewhere where I'm gonna be yeah I mean Probably not. And then they started more threats. And then I said, okay, I'm going to report you to the police the police, and to Instagram and to any other platform you're talking about me. So then yesterday I had my assistant, just anybody who had anything negative to say, 
that was threatening or deflammatory of me, report, please. And then I got a I got a message. I got a phone call, actually, a text and a phone call from Twitter. Like, what's going on? You never report people like this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, oh, we, we reporting today. And every day from now on. I, I guess I get it. I guess that's a way to just be like, leave me the fuck alone. This woman had. T- so I fell and like uh, broke my ankle and I like talked about it on a podcast. And then this woman tagged me in this very graphic Instagram post about someone with a broken ankle and wrote Nicole Byer, is this you? And I was like, why would you do that? <laughs> why would you? Are you trying to make me upset? And I like opened it and I was like, oh, and it did make me upset. And I was like, oh, I guess that's what she was trying to do. I just don't understand people anymore. I don't understand why, especially like a comedian, somebody who makes you laugh. Why would you want to be so fucked up to them? It doesn't, it, it bums me the fuck out. Girl. And, and this is why I was like, that, that, like after Girl Ship came out, people were like, who are you dating? Who are you dating? Nobody. I'm going to be busy. <laughs> I don't need nobody talking about where my coochie been. I'm <laughs> just going to win, win, and fucking win again. How did dating change I mean, it, after Girl's Trip? <sighs> I mean, your whole life changed overnight. I had a general meeting at Will Packer Productions right before Girl's Trip came out. And we were talking, talking, talking. And he was like, I can't wait till you see Girls Trip. And I was like, oh, yeah, I've heard from other meetings that it's like a great movie. And he was like, no, I can't wait for you to see Tiffany. And I was like, Tiffany's the best. She's so fucking funny. He was like, she's going to be a star. And I was like, OK, I mean, yes, my funny <laughs> friends will be stars. And then I saw it and I was like, oh, holy shit. I can't believe they were sitting on this movie. <laughs> like, Because like top to bottom, it was such a good movie. And then you just like shown so much in it because it was like three actresses we'd seen and then tiffany you know like on the stage so like how did dating how did like so your life changes how do all your interactions change dating and like people wise girl let me tell you something right before okay so when i was shooting girl trip i was like i'm just i was i was on some whole shit i ain't gonna lie to you i was <laughs> having a good time okay out here in the and you were in new orleans so gay yeah. yeah. Get get them bees and get the dick. Met a man, <laughs> met a man out there, started to date him, right? Everything was cool. But then when he started like seeing my name pop up on stuff, mm. pop up, and then like people, celebrities are inviting me to things and I'm being invited to these special events. And he's just like, you could see it was a messing with his ego that. He could tell. And then then when he came to California and he saw my house compared to his house, I feel like it made him feel like, oh, I can't give her more than what she has. Right? Which Mm -hmm. is, I didn't want him to give me anything except for love, understanding, compassion, good sex, Mm -hmm. good times, laughs conversation, hold me. Like, that's all I wanted, right? Mm -hmm. Somebody to share my success with. Like, that's it. And it turned for him, because people would be like, we would go to the comedy club and stuff, and people would be like, man, I love you, Tiff. Love what you did on this. Love that. Love this. He like, how how do all these people love you? You sleeping with them? You must be sleeping with this. Like, all of a sudden, it turned into me fucking all these people. And I'm like, Uh no, all the people I fucked are still in New Orleans. They're in in your hometown. Like, 
These people I don't fuck with like that. Like he's like, no, I know you slept with this person. I know you slept with that person. Did not he start sneak? I was doing a Carmichael show at the time. He would sneak onto the lot because I would let him drive my car. He would get onto the lot and be hiding behind a fucking bush. Loretta no. Devine's like, um, baby, yeah, yeah, uh, your boyfriend hiding behind that bush right there. <laughs> I said, no, he not. She goes, yes, he is. And then I could see his boots and him running. He be just Tiffany, running that's fucking the truck. wild. Crazy. To have Loretta Devine be like, honey, your boyfriend's behind the bush. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> <laughs> Loretta Devine makes me laugh so hard. She made, she's she did the it. funniest. She did an interview and they were like, Loretta, why did you do the Carmichael show? Why did you, what, why do a TV show now? And she was like, well, I auditioned for it and they hired me. And that was the answer. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, this bitch, this is so funny. She's hilarious. Wait, so this man would sneak onto the lot to stalk you because he thought you were what, fucking people at work? He thought I was messing with David Allen Greer, Lil Real Howard, Gerard, all these people because he's heard them say that they love me. Because uh-huh. I've invited him to set before, you know. And everybody's like, oh, she's so amazing. I got the, she's like my sister. All this stuff. He mm-hmm. was so jealous of everybody. So um, <sighs> even Loretta, he was saying stuff about Loretta. Loretta love you too much. I don't know what you did with Loretta. I ain't do shit with Loretta. Loretta is my mentor. <laughs> like, she, t- she taught me how to memorize lines. Like. <laughs> You're like, this bitch is helping me at the job. Hello. Leave me alone. It's my coworker. That's These are my so colleagues. fucking wild to be so insecure that when someone, like, I don't know. If I had a dude and he was, like, very famous or whatever and people were like, I love you. I'd be like, I know, right? He's so amazing. Right. Like, I love him, too. It's so wild to me that, like, men, and I think that's the problem with successful women. Men just can't fucking get around you being, you having more shine than him. Exactly. Because he's like, I'll bring the shine to you. I'll buy you things. I'll make you feel good. But it's like, no, I'm already making other people feel good. I just want you to be there share, with me. Just share this with me. Mm-hmm. Just share this with me. And then, girl, then I broke up with him, right? Because he started going to my ex-boyfriends and telling them, leave her alone. They was like, I don't even fuck with her. I don't talk. I ain't talked to her in years. Like, what the hell are you talking about? Like, he was going through my phones, figuring out who I was in relationships with. Did he have a job? Yes, he was an engineer, but he had took his, used his vacation time. Okay. <laughs> He had used two months vacation time to stay out here with me in mm-hmm. commenced to losing it. And I was like, you know, I could come to New Orleans when I think, you know, I can like he made me get an iPhone. I was an avid, you know, Samsung person. Like it was mm-hmm. crazy. Anyways, cut to no boyfriend, girls trip, the commercials start trailing, coming out the trailers mm-hmm. and everything. And a guy that I have been trying to get with for years, he sees those commercials. Then he's like. Hey, Tiffany, <laughs> let's spend some time. Let's, so I'm like, yeah, I've been wanting to hit that for a long time. So in my mind, I'm just going to hit it and move on. But he starts pressing like he wants a relationship. He wants this. So I'm like, oh, this might work. You know, I've been attracted to him. Maybe this might be the mm-hmm. thing. And then after about two months, then it's like, oh, you know, this agency wants to sign with that. Because you, you know, you should have a She Ready deal at Nike. I'm going to link you up with this. He wasn't, uh, he he became somebody who was trying to manage me when I already had uh-huh. management. 
You know, I'm like, no, you are in my life to for where I can have fun, where I can relax, have a few orgasms. We laugh. <laughs> you hold me. When I'm sad, you make me feel happy. That's your job. I have representation for these things already. And one day I had like eight meetings in a day and we were going to go to dinner. And I was like, I can't wait till we go to dinner. I just want to spend time with you. I was sending him messages like that. Mm-hmm. He's like, yeah, I'm going to invite somebody from Universal Records because I think you should be coming out with an album. I was like, yeah, don't do that. Do not do that. I want to spend time with you. Mm-hmm. I'm coming to be with you. Get there. The record exec is there. I'm like, ah, this relationship is now over. Uh-huh. I sit, I sit through the dinner, have conversation. It's great, blah blah blah. Okay, and then I became a ghost. <laughs> I mean, that's so. I would that would never occur to me to like meet someone, date someone, and be like, oh, I can make money off this person. So like, let me figure out how to do that. But then, even if he got you a record deal, he wouldn't get the money. Your reps would get the money, right? Like it doesn't matter who did the like who got, like did the introduction. Right, but but I'm such a nice person though. That's the other thing. Like I'm a nice person. I would probably give him some of the money I have. No, Tiffany, you can't be doing that. But I wouldn't though. That's the thing. That's what but that's what he's probably thinking. She'll mm-hmm. look out for me. She'll take we'll take I'm a part. And then he started talking to my friends about marriage and stuff. I'm like, oh no. No, <laughs> no thank you. No. I just no. So then it was single time again, mm-hmm. dating apps, good times. How was dating apps for you? Like, I assume you got recognized a ton, mm-hmm. but did you get fucked a ton? No, I wouldn't fuck. That's the thing. Oh. I was so busy, right? I was something like I would be in like New York or I would be in um, Georgia or whatever. And I was on Bumble. That's my shit right there. It's my <laughs> shit. So I'd be on Bumble and I'd be like, you know, talking with the guys, FaceTiming with them. And then I'd be like, well, let's just go have drinks. They'd be like, yeah, you want to have drinks? Like, I'm like, cool, yeah, show me something I've never seen before in this city. And we would go cool places. And the guys, like, I have, I do have standards, you know? And if guy, like, this one guy was so fine. Oh, he was fine. Mm. <laughs> we had the drinks. I'm like, he's like, you want to go dancing? I'm like, yeah, let's go dancing. So when we start to dance, it's like his shirt had been in a dryer and it was still wet. Or you like, mm-hmm. you know, when you leave it in the washing machine mm-hmm. too long and it's a little mildewy. <laughs> yes. And then as your your body heats up, the smell uh-huh. starts to come out. Uh-huh. He was very mildew smell. I was like, uh-huh. I can't hook up with this dude because I'ma end up having mold in my pussy. <laughs> so didn't hook up with him. Met another guy, had a great dinner, really cool, fun conversation. Ended up doing business but not doing the business. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, a few other people. I've made a lot of friends, like a lot of homeboys, okay. but never like, uh, yeah, we finna do it. And yeah, then I had, you know, I have my scheduled fuck boys that are just, mm-hmm. that's what they do. Wait, you have scheduled fuck boys? I used to. Uh, mm-hmm. That's so nice. Just to have people on the back burner where you're like, excuse me, I'm very horny. May I please have it? Thank you. Yeah, it's just not even, don't even have to say horny. It's just be like, do you want to make a puzzle? That's my code. <laughs> you want to put together a puzzle? Do you want to, do you, <laughs> or do you, I'm frying up some food. Do you want some? Oh, I love it. 
I I just I I get to the point. I'm just like, do you want fuck? Can we do this, please? I don't want to say that because I don't want them to be because it's all text message. I don't want them to be uh, like, mm-hmm. yeah. See, I'm fucking Tiffany Haddish, like you know. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I can still do it. It's just like little Nicole Byer. I doubt anyone would be like, oh my God, you are. They'd be like, oh, okay, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Do you remember your first date? Yes. What was it like? <laughs> How old were you? <laughs> yes. My very first date, I think I was 16, 16 years old. We went to the mall. Mm-hmm. We walked around. We got hot dog on a stick. We went back to his house. We kissed. I cha- I had a change of clothes because it, it, I changed clothes. He, oh, he bought me a top at the mall. He bought me a shirt. Mm-hmm. Changed clothes at his house. And then we went to a party. And we danced. Like, we danced, battled each other. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and then he took me home. Yeah, it was a date. Honestly, for me currently, that sounds like a very nice date. <laughs> like, go to the fucking Glendale Galleria, walk around, get a hot dog on a stick, you buy me a shirt, and then we, like, dance later. <laughs> so what a perfect fucking, like, absolute first date, but, like, to set the tone for all the dates, you be like, oh, this is, like, nice and chill. <laughs> <laughs> exactly exactly and then yeah that was cool he ended up becoming my boyfriend for like six seven months i didn't date at all during high school i did not understand like all the girls who could get boyfriends i was like what is your magic what are you fucking doing and that has carried on to now i don't understand how people get in relationships i could not get a boyfriend in school with me mm-hmm Wait, I'm lying, because I did get a boyfriend, and then he broke up with me once he realized, like, I was the mascot. Oh, and I was walking around school saying, Vic, Vic, with the big old dick. (laughs) (laughs) Come on, Vic. That's nice uh, advertisement. Yep, and that's how I I lost like, yeah, that's my girl. My girl's saying I got a big old dick. She's happy. (laughs) And that's how I lost him. Wait, you were the mascot? Yes, I was the school mascot. I was a conquistador, a Spanish soldier. Did you have to wear like a big fucking costume? Well, I had a big costume. Like I had the cape and I was like dressed like a Shakespearean character, I would say. (laughs) And there was this head that I was supposed to wear. And I was like, I'm not wearing the head, but I'll wear the helmet. So I wore the the helmet, (laughs) but I wouldn't wear the head. And I was like the only talking mascot in in the whole valley. And I'd be like on a megaphone, like, Elko, what? And they'd be like, me, no. Elko, what? Me, no. You, know Who, no. We, know, Baby. <laughs> and I would dance and I would throw candy out. And it was great. I love it. I would also love to see you be a character at Disney because they'd be like, Tiffany, you cannot talk. And you'd be like, this is who I am. I'm so sorry. <laughs> they would this is me. what you signed up for. <laughs> Do you know I interviewed with Disney? They did not hire me. Really? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Disney in Florida? No, in LA. In, um, oh, Anaheim. I keep forgetting that you grew up in LA and yeah. there's a Disney World here. Uh, <laughs> it's Disneyland here. Oh, Disneyland. Where'd you grow up? I grew up in Jersey and I'm not a Disney person. <laughs> I went to the Florida one, I guess I was like six. 
And there's a like so many pictures of me just frowning. And I remember saying to my dad, I was like, it's hot. There's too many people. They lock you in and the water's expensive, which is like a thing I heard him say. And he was like, yeah, it is. And we were just like not happy to be there. (laughs) (laughs) I can imagine you as a kid being so cute and so smart. I think you're so smart. You're one of the smartest people I know. Tiffany, thank you. I think you're so clever. Thank you. I appreciate that. You always make me laugh. Thank you. You make me laugh. Uh, we're on a cartoon together. Yes, we're on Tuca and Birdie, which is so fun. I really like Tuca and Birdie. It makes me laugh. You're great on it. And you and Ali Wong work so well together. Yeah. And you're great on it. All the characters you play. I think you. You fucking kill. You kill it every time. Uh, real quick, we have to take a break. Newly is a subscription clothing rental service that's all about helping you have fun and get creative with your style. Shift gears in your wardrobe without a complete and expensive overhaul. Dressy stuff, trendy going out clothes, casual tops and premium jeans, sweaters, outerwear, vacation fits, you name it. For just $98 a month, you get a choice of any six styles each month. Access to thousands of styles from more than 400 brands with inclusive sizing, fast, free shipping and returns, and professional cleaning in newly state-of-the-art laundering facility, plus the option to buy what you love. I like Newly a lot because sometimes I don't want to like own a sparkly thing because I'm like, I don't know if I'm going to wear it more than once. Also, I have a ton of sparkly things. And Newly is very good at like having a sparkly thing that I'll wear once and then I can send it right back. Newly is a great value at $98 a month for any six styles. But right now you can get $20 off your first month of Newly when you sign up with the code DATEME20. Just go to newly.com, N U U L Y.com. That's Newly with two U's and enter the code DATEME20 and sign up to get $20 off your first month. That's N-U-U-L-Y dot com. Newly with two U's with code DATEME20. Newly subscription clothing rental. Change your clothes. Spring is the best time to start a new workout routine. It's our yearly collective warm-up. And Peloton is here for everyone's yearly warm-up. This is the best time to get into a good rhythm, tap into your power, and build towards whatever you're looking for. Okay, Peloton can accommodate your schedule with a variety of class lengths to choose from. Even if you only have five minutes, there's a class to get your body moving. And I have to stress how important that is. Five minutes is better than no minutes. Peloton has a range of class types fit for every goal and mood. Move at your own pace. Peloton makes the process easier with personalized recommendations and guided programs that take the guesswork out of working out. So you can just jump right in, keeping your fitness journey fresh every day because that's what it is, a journey. And listen, Peloton has everything you need to get to where you're going. Whether you prefer to run outdoors, uh, row or ride at home, or strength train at the gym, Peloton is something for you. Ooh, the Peloton classes I like to do are strength training. I also like the yoga because um, I'm always trying to get more flexible um, because I love doing splits because I'm slutty. Get a head start on summer with Peloton at (laughs) OnePeloton.com. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. 
you know, there's always something that I really need to talk about. And thank God I have a podcast. But then there's stuff that I don't want to reveal publicly. So I talk to a therapist. And listen, we all carry around different stressors big and small, and when we keep them bottled up, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get stuff off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire, get matched with a licensed therapist, and switch therapists at any time for no additional cost. And I gotta say, that's very important because the first person you meet might not be good for you. So even though it's work, you got to work to find someone who like is helpful and is good for you. So don't stick with someone just because you feel like you have to get it off your chest with better help. Visit betterhelp.com slash date me today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp com slash date me. Okay. Hey, did you know one in five Americans have learn a new language on their bucket list? If that's you, make 2024 the year you finally check it off the list with Babbel. Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste time on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts to help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Babbel's tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching so you're ready to practice what you've learned out in the real world. Babbel made it super easy for me to brush up on my Spanish before my vacation to Mexico. See how I said that? It's, it's better, and it sounds like I speak Spanish. It just makes traveling better so you can like order food, ask for directions, and flirt with the locals. Me encanta, muchacho! <laughs> Without having to consult language apps while on vacation. Here's a special limited time deal for my listeners. Right now, get 60% off your Babbel subscription, but only for my listeners at babbel.com slash date me. Get up to 60% off at babbel.com slash date me. Spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash date me. Rules and restrictions may apply. It's so much fun. I like had my I had Joel. I'm uh, I think you were with Joel, uh, but my manager Joel. I like had him reach out to Lisa Hanno Hanawave, uh, and I was like, I just want to be a part of this in some capacity. And they said okay, which is a funny thing that happens sometimes. We were like, oh boy, I just wish. And it's like, well, if I let you know, well, maybe it happened. And sometimes it does. And that's great. Joel is great, man. I love him so much. I like Joel. Yeah. Also, I'm cheap as fuck, so. I mean, I get it. I I think that's like the first thing to go when you're like, I want to keep more of my money. Because you just pay out. So I just got a check where I was like, I paid how much to everybody? This is a lot of money leaving my pocket. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I could hire a marketing company to do <laughs> more. Where I could own brands. Where I have ownership as opposed to... Being an yeah. employee, it's a uh, it's wild that nobody nobody helps you navigate the money aspect of having money. Like they give you a bunch of money, then they're like, "Good luck." Well, that's what a business manager is for. Mm-hmm. So you get the business manager, and then they help you make investments, and then you also need to be thinking, "How can I make this little bit of money that I have 
grow into bigger money? Or mm-hmm. how can I protect this little bit of money I have and make sure I'm never homeless again? That was my whole thing. Like, just I never want to be homeless again. Mm-hmm. And I never want to have to depend on a man to put a roof over my head. I want to depend on a man to make me feel good. Like on yes. some Holly Berry shit. Can you make me feel make good? Make me feel good. Make me feel good. <laughs> I'm the same way. I never want to be poor again. And I'm like frugal to a <laughs> kind of a ridiculous extent. Me too, but girl. My dad once said to me, he said, Nicole, once it's gone, it's gone. And that's like literally any of the like big ticket thing I buy. Like buying a couch is like a struggle because I'm like, well, it's just for sitting. But it's like, well, you want it to be fucking comfortable. Just spend the money on the couch. Yeah, get the couch that you're willing to. I always like when I buy couches, I'm like, will I sleep on this? Mm-hmm. Because what if... My bed, for God's sake, burns down. Like, what if I would, the whole house will burn down if the bed burns down? But, or what if I'm just so tired, I can't make it to my bedroom? Or what if I have so many clothes, the whole bed is covered, and I can't get on the bed? <laughs> or what if I fuck somebody I hate on that bed, and then I don't ever want to be in a bed? I gotta throw out the bed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's how I am. Which has happened. Really? I've never thrown out a bed because I fucked somebody on it that I was like, no, thank you. Yeah. I have. Like, I don't need that energy no more in my life. I want a whole new bed. Girl, I slept on an air mattress <laughs> for four months till I got enough money up to get a new bed. Honestly, that's why I don't really bring dudes to my house. Exactly. I don't bring anybody to my house. I'll go to your house until I know that you are like a good person who's going to bring good energy. I don't want bad juju in my house. My house is very good juju. Yeah, I haven't had sex in my house in three years. I've had sex in my house maybe twice the whole time I've lived here, which has been three years. See? I just don't do it. I don't I don't want you messing with my vibe. Mm-hmm. I, and I'm in a relationship now, and he's been to my house a few times, and he has yet to be in my bedroom. And my brother's here, and I'm a big, like, I tell my brother he can't bring women in my house and have sex with them or bring women in the house, period. Mm -hmm. You have to go to where they are or get a hotel because you're a grown-ass man. So that's what you're going to have to do until you move. Like, you got to move. And when I bring guys over, they just hang in the living room or the kitchen or the dining area. Mm -hmm. That's it. I don't let them in my room because I don't want my brother being like, well, you had somebody in your room. I want somebody in my room. But it's your house. It is. And he don't pay no bills either. But still. Wait, how old is he? He's 28. Mm, That's not too young for me. Is he single, single? He is. And he's quite handsome. But Let me in your family. I would love for you to be my sister. (laughs) But you can't fuck my brother in my house. (laughs) (laughs) You see me scurrying out the window. I'm like, I'm sorry, Tiffany. I know we talked about it. I'm really sorry. And and I don't think he has enough money to get a hotel for you guys. But he did just get a car. So if you don't mind fucking in Hondas. Okay. Uh, Hondas are reliable. Okay. I'll fucking a Honda in a court. That's a big back seat. And you know, the Civic, they made it slightly bigger. If it's the SUV, we'll we'll just fold the seat down. Tiffany, I can make this work. Y'all actually would be a cute couple together, too. He looks just like me. Like, yeah, like we look just alike, actually. Tell him about me. I will. I will. Okay. I will. <laughs> oh, he just left. I got him a job working on a production. like, And I'm like, you owe me this amount of money, and you're going to have to figure out how to get it back to me. <laughs> ASAP. 
Well, I mean, one production job leads to another production job. So like, what a treat that you did that for him because that's like very kind. Right. It's hard to break in. Yeah. Well, I've done it for a lot of people, but I had, I was like, I'm going to have to do this for you because you have to get out of my house. <laughs> and he's like, sis, I'm protecting you. You know, I don't want, no want nobody to hurt you. And I'm taking care of the dogs and I'll help you with the garden. And I'm like, yeah. <laughs> but get I'm kind of ready to start having sex in my house. <laughs> you're going to have to get the fuck out. <laughs> How long have you been in your current relationship? Uh, I guess it'll be a year in February. How did you guys meet? We met doing a movie. I was doing a movie called The Kitchen. um, Mm -hmm. And uh, he was playing like a detective in it. And we were just friends. And he would come over. Like, I I have this thing that I do when I'm doing movies, um, especially out of town. I like to invite the cast and the crew over. I cook. And I get people to bring stuff. And we play spades and have Mm -hmm. a good time on the weekends. So he would come over and stuff. And then... uh, he tried to hit me. Like, we would get pretty wasted, and he tried to hit on me one time, and I was like, you're not my type, bro. Stop. You've dated my friends, and it's kind of gross. <laughs> Knock it off. And so then we just were friends. And, um, yeah, then, like, it's like he started kind of, like, re- like asking me to go to events, asking me to go to different mm-hmm. music stuff. like, And I like that kind of stuff. And I would bring my friends with me. And in one particular time, I didn't have anybody. I didn't have a chaperone. <laughs> and we went out. And it was cool. And I was like, and I started seeing him in a different light. Like, mm-hmm. I was like, oh, he's kind of handsome. Hmm. He's not that dumb. Like, he's not that. <laughs> he's actually quite smart. Hmm. We'll see. Right. And then mm-hmm. I would start talking to him more on the phone, start having more conversation with him. And then pandemic hit. Mm-hmm. And uh, well, no, before pandemic hit, I was like, I need a break. I'm exhausted. I'm going to Hawaii. And he showed up in Hawaii. And I was like, oh. Uh. And he told me the hotel I was staying in, which was a very, very affordable. Because like I said, I'm cheap as hell. Uh, he was like, uh, this is not good enough for you. You deserve better than this. And I've never really heard a man say that to me before. Like, you deserve more. Mm-hmm. And then he put me in a better hotel. And I was like, hmm, <laughs> maybe this might be something. I That's so sweet to say you deserve more. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, and then it's like, like I don't want to be materialistic. But, like, a man who can afford to say you deserve more than does it is so nice. Even if you can't afford it, just, like, understanding that, like, this person is, like, you want better for them, you know? So it's, like, how can I love you more? Uh, how can I, you know, show you more affection if I don't have the, the means to show you materialistically, how, like, how you need more? Uh, but, like, I love that sentiment. Oh, yeah, and, what a dream. Right? And it's, like, even if... um. This even if he couldn't afford more, right? Let's say he couldn't afford to give to to put me in a place that's more, like, just doing more for someone. Like I'm mm-hmm. I'm like the acts of service girl. Like if he does things for me, like wash my car, 
cut my grass, wipe mm-hmm. down the windows, fix something. Like to me, that's sexy as fuck. That's <laughs> like, oh, okay. <laughs> like little shit like that. Or pull the weeds at the garden for me and things like that. Like to me, that's that's love. That's mm-hmm. like that's that is more. And so, but he's been, yeah, he's been pretty awesome. Then I was like, then pandemic hit and I was like, oh, well, I'm not going to be uh, hanging out with you. Maybe we could just like, I'm on Bumble. <laughs> like, I'm on Bumble. You want to do Bumble? <laughs> and he was like, Bumble, what the fuck is that? And I told him about it. And then we were like bumbling. And then, yeah, he got tested for everything. I got tested for everything. And then, then it was on and popping. Oh, that's romantic. Honestly, right now, I'm like, the most romantic thing that can happen is I meet someone, we get tested, and then we fuck. And <laughs> they don't fuck anybody else, and nobody gets sick, and it's wonderful. Right? Right? And then you get pregnant. No, Tiffany, I don't <laughs> want to get pregnant. Oh, yuck. Babies are sticky. They're very loud. They need things constantly. Mm-mm. The way Mm-mm. you said that, I feel like I'm going to be at your baby shower next year. <laughs> they're like, they're sticky. They want things. But like, I love it. I love it. I just called it an it. That's how yes. you know I'm not going to have a child. <laughs> it's cool. <laughs> right, right. It's okay. <laughs> uh, I don't think I'll ever have any physically, but I'll probably adopt. I think about that often, that maybe when I hit like 40, 45, 50-ish, I'll adopt like an older kid. Yeah, that's exactly. I'm thinking like seven plus. Yeah. Yeah. Like a kid who's like older might take a minute for them to like get to know me and like me. But like, not like dogs, but like everyone wants a puppy. Everyone wants a baby. But it's like there's so many kids who, you know, deserve to have a, a home home. Especially now. Oh, God. I can't even imagine now. Being like a kid without parents who's just like dealing with COVID and all that bullshit. Yeah. Right now it's so bad for foster youth. It is ridiculous. Like, well, first of all, so many people's parents are dying and they're ending up in the foster care system. And then there's not enough homes, mm-hmm. not enough foster parents. And I was like, oh, I'm going to become a foster parent. And my lawyer's like, you cannot do that. I'm like, why not? Yeah. He's you're like, gone because too much. You're, you're not that I'm gone too much because I could I could hire someone to Mm -hmm. nanny, to be what I could bring the kid in. Now that Mm -hmm. there's no, like, in-school school, school, like, they could be on the road with me, be out out of town with me, and do school from their laptop and all that stuff. Mm -hmm. Like, we're doing this podcast from the laptop. You know what I'm saying? But because I'm famous, if I take in a foster kid and then they end up going back to their parents or they end up going to live with a family member or they because fostering is temporary, Mm -hmm. right? Somebody, and they could be like, yeah, she used to be my foster. Tiffany Haddish was my foster mom. Somebody could get in their ear and be like, well, Tiffany, didn't she touch you in your privates? Did mm. she this to you? Did she that to you? And then turn around and try to sue me. That's so fucked up. But you have to think about those things. Ooh. And they're a kid. You can't make them sign a non-disclosure form or a <laughs> promise not to lie on me thing. Or You know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. That's, so. Honestly, that would be very funny. It's like, when Tiffany Haddish your foster mom? I signed an NDA. Yeah, <laughs> like a little six-year-old. I signed the NDA. Okay. I'm not talking about it. I can't like, say anything. <laughs> right. <laughs> what inspired you to do the big chop? Girl, so I've been reading 
oh, I've been reading like the Bible, reading the Torah, reading all these things. And it, you know, both say know thyself, right? You mm-hmm. need to know thyself. So like, like to me, I took that kind of literally, like knowing everything on my body, like knowing like where all my moles are and all this stuff. And I know, like I got like a body chart, like, you know how like at the mm-hmm. morgue or whatever, they got the body chart, like this is where they were injured. Like I put like all my scars, every single mole, where my moles are, all my little weird dings and dents and stuff. And then I realized I don't know what's on my scalp. I don't know my head at all. And mm-hmm. I've been talking about it for years, like, oh, I just want to cut my hair off. And before I was just talking about, like, just cutting it off real low, like how it is now. Mm-hmm. But then I was like, no, nah, man, fuck that. I'm going to cut it all off. I want to see my <laughs> head. I want to see what's going on on the back of my head. Is it, like, I want to see it. So I just cut it off. And then I've, I've realized there are so many sensations. I was... Did, I've, I'm 41 now. I did it at 40. So many things that I have never felt mm-hmm. in all my years. Like it, I did when when I was in Mississippi. I walked outside and the rain, it was raining and it felt like a million kisses from God. And it, and I'm, I started to cry a little bit because I'm like, I've never felt that before. Mm-hmm. Then getting in the shower and that feeling like, wow. And I never felt that before. And then, like, when a wind would blow and how, like, you get goosebumps on your scalp. I never felt that before. And, how, like, all these things, somebody touched my head and how good. Oh, my God. I feel so good. <laughs> like, never felt that. Or just me doing, just stroking my head. Mm-hmm. Like, how when guys are talking to you, they're like, yeah, baby. So, and I'm doing that. I'm like, no wonder they do this. It feels so good. It's so mm-hmm. soothing. Like, and I was so upset. Like, for a week, I was really mad. I'm like, 40 fucking years. 40 fucking years and never felt these feelings. Mm -hmm. Not cool. Yeah, we attach so much much worth to hair. And I shaved my head, I guess I was like 22 was when I first shaved it. And I I I felt pretty liberated. I was like, this feels, I feel powerful. I'm a bald-headed bitch. There's not very many of us. And then, like, the sensations you're talking about are real. When the wind hits your fucking head when you just have a fresh cut, it feels good. (laughs) It, like, tickles your fucking head. And you're like, ooh, ooh. Yeah, and it's relaxing. And I I have to tell you, I've never felt so relaxed in my life. And no headaches. Mm. (laughs) I've had one freaking headache. I don't know if I didn't get headaches. I don't remember. Because your hair's always being pulled this way, that way, this mm, weave, this yeah. thing, pins and shit with the wigs. Like, no irritation. Yeah, I miss having no hair, and I think I might shave it again. The sides are shaved. I got to, you know, touch it up a little bit. It's growing. Mm-hmm, <laughs> mm-hmm. But uh, I think I might just shave the whole fucking thing and be done with it. Because I think lashes with a bald head is it's so, so pretty. pretty. So pretty. Like, That's a full fucking face, no yes. hair. <gasps> Oh, girl, don't get me like started. like a pretty basketball. I love yes. it. Yes. <laughs> don't get me started on how, like, I was looking in the mirror, like, a week after. I'm looking in the mirror at myself, and I was like, look at your eyes. Mm-hmm. They're really pretty eyes. And the way your mouth is proportioned for, like, it was like there was nothing blocking my mm-hmm. vision of seeing me. And then I knew that then I found all the dings and dents in my head, all the moles, <laughs> everything. And I was like, 
I really know who I am. Nobody can tell me about me like I can tell me about me. Mm-hmm. And I love it. I like that. I think everyone should shave their head at least once. At least once. It grows back. And I mean, shit, yeah. hair is dead, okay? That shit's fucking dead anyways. It's dead cells coming out anyways. Cut that shit off one time. Also, get a wig. You can get any sort of wig you want. They make them real good now. And if you don't want it to look good, it don't need to look good. You can wear a Party City wig and have a good time. That part. You can always cover it up. That part. And here go my other, the favorite thing. So I was in, the relationship was fairly new when I did it. And, you know, I'm thinking he's probably going to break up with me now or whatever. Mm-hmm. No, he was like palm in my head. Then I was like, I want to cut it every two weeks. And he's like, let me help. He's never cut his own damn head. He bald headed mm-hmm. too. He never cut his own damn head. He's cutting my hair. He didn't do the best job. But it was nice that like we could do things for mm-hmm. each other. It just, oh, man. I'm like, I'm going to put my hand on your head. This relationship sounds so nice and healthy. I'm so happy for you. It's the, I feel like it's the healthiest relationship I've ever been in because... Neither one of us want anything from each other except Mm -hmm. some time, some, you know, good times, fun, a little compassion, a little sex now here and there, you know what I'm saying? Some kissing, (laughs) some holding. We laugh a lot. Like, it's great. I learned so much. Our conversation, like, he's great at conversation, like, debating Mm -hmm. and all that stuff. Like, And when we argue, it's not like we're screaming, calling each other names. It's like... He has his point of view. I have my point of view. We're not screaming at each other. And then we just agree to disagree. It's great. I love that. And if he does shit I don't like, I'm like, hey, man, I don't like that. I'm not into this. And you're kind of getting on my nerves. And he's like, good, because you're kind of getting on my nerves, too. I'm like, okay, I'm going to go home for a few days. It's like, cool. I I mean, that's (laughs) this is so fucking healthy. Like, I feel like. People are afraid to hurt each other's feelings, but it's like, if I just say that you're annoying me right now and I need some space and you hear me and you're like, great, I would love for you to have that space because then I have space. Right. And it's just like, everybody's happy. Everybody, everyone gets their space and it's fine. Four days go by, he's like, when are you coming back? I'm like, when are you coming over here? Then he's like, I'm outside. (laughs) I'm like, uh, he's like, well, how long are you going to be home? I'm like, I'm here. I'm at the house. He's like, let me call you right back. Then he calls me back like 30 minutes later. I'm like, what's up? He's like, I'm outside. Oh, come in. Are you hungry? Let's eat. When are you leaving? (laughs) (laughs) This has been great. Thank you so much. Goodbye. Yeah. He's like, I can't spend a night. No, you cannot. You have not earned the right to be in my bed yet. I love it. Make him wait. Make him wait. What advice do you have for me on how to like, when the pandemic ends and I'm allowed out and I can be in a bar, how should how should I approach men on the apps and in person? Okay, so I say, one, if you're in a bar, you don't approach men unless they're super fine. And if they mm-hmm. are, you go, you give them, you give them a compliment along with the like something ain't right. Mm-hmm. Right? So like he has beautiful eyes and you just love those eyes. Like, wow, I love your eyes, man. Ah, they're gorgeous. I wish they could look at me all the time. But are those contacts? <laughs> okay. Like, he'll be like, what? No, <laughs> no, these are my eyes. Oh, okay. Does something smell funny to you? Oh, oh that's you. What's, what color is that? 
that works sometimes for me. And then okay. it snowballs into conversation. It, yes. Okay. That, and that's how those usually become fuckboys, though. Mm-hmm. They end up on a fuckboy list. If they approach you, though, it's more so let them do a lot of the talking and you smile. Mm-hmm. A lot of smiling, you smile and nod. And then you ask, and my favorite question to ask first off the top when they start asking me questions, I ask them, so what's your credit score? And they go, what? I'm like, what's your credit score? And they go, why? And I'm like, well, I need to know what your, that's your grown up report card. And I don't want to be with somebody who's irresponsible (laughs) because I'm responsible and I need a responsible man. It's funny because when um, I first started dating, okay, so when he was like pushing up on me hard, I was like, what's your credit score, man? He's like, I don't need. I don't know my credit score. Like I'm, I'm fucking rich. I don't, what do I need to know my credit score for? I'm like, I need to know how responsible you are. I need to know that if you're trying to like hang out with me. And he's like, "Girl, you crazy? I, I got a business, man. I'm, I'm good. Like I live in the hills. Like I'm good." Mm-hmm. And I'm like, "Yeah, doesn't mean you're good. You can have a lot of debt. Like, what's your credit score?" He's like, "What?" I'm like, "No, really." If banks need to know your credit score for you to be in a relationship with them, for you to be inside of my body and be using my time, which is valuable. Tell me that credit score. Time is money. Time is valuable. You never get that back. So you're trying to use mine. I need to know your credit score. And then he he came at me like a week later, like my credit score is seven, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, okay. (laughs) I'll call you mine. I like that you pressed it because it was important to you. And he then was like, okay, well, if it's important to you, here it is. Because I think of relationships, they're about compromise. Like, even if you think your partner's saying something silly or, or like you don't agree with, but like it doesn't hurt you to do it, then it's like, well, why not just do it? And when it's done, nobody has to talk about it again. Right. And it's really simple. Know what the fuck your credit score is. And if it's... (laughs) bad then I know that you're gonna probably not do well in this relationship like you're probably not gonna maintain your responsibilities and if it's bad because you had some medical issues and things like that that's something I should know Mm -hmm. like I don't want to be in a relationship with somebody that's like oh they got kidney problems they don't tell me off the top I fall in love right and then now I'm like got a fucking catheter in your dick and I'm (laughs) changing your shit like Like, I should know that off the top, man. Like, oh, yeah, I was in the hospital because I had really bad kidney stones and I had some crazy debt. Well, now I know that you're prone to kidney stones. And that's why your credit's fucked up. How interesting that credit scores truly open up a real door into someone's life. In conversation. Yeah, because if someone asked me like 10 years ago what my credit score was, I'd be like, very bad. Why? Oh, because they just gave me credit cards and I ran up the limits. And then it's like, oh, well, now it's good. Oh, it was bad. Now, it's yeah, it's a great conversation. I learned a lesson. I learned uh-huh. about money. I understand finances now. I have an understanding now. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You, and the reason you ran them up and didn't pay them, because nobody taught you about credit. Absolutely not one person taught me credit now i understand it a little but like it's wild that like you can have a ton of student loan debt and if you pay it off in full because you got a good job your credit score will go down if you pay off any sort of debt in a large chunk you get penalized by it because they were making money off of you it is so wild yeah like when i bought my house right i was like i'm gonna pay this off as fast as possible it's like 30-year loan. I was mm-hmm. like, I'm going to try to pay this off as quickly as possible. So 
I would take, I would pay them their money, right? Pay them the, mm-hmm. the thing that whatever the note was, and then I'd wait a week and send an extra thousand or two thousand mm-hmm. dollars, right? And put on the check principal only. Uh-huh. Then, like on when I was in the Carmichael show. Half of whatever I got off the camera, half, like, okay, so I pay all my management, everybody, right? My team pay my taxes. Then I have this amount of money. And I would take care of my family, give a portion to my family. And of what's left, half is for me to do whatever I want to do with it. The other half goes to the mortgage. Mm -hmm. By the time Girls Trip came, that check was the final of me paying off my mortgage. Now, because because I did it in such a way, now, this is how you got to do it. You mm-hmm. pay the actual, what they say to pay, and then a week later, mm-hmm. principal only on, and you can put $10,000, two, $2, $50, $100, whatever extra money you got left, that you don't get penalized because they're getting their interest. And then it's you don't ask for the, what's the final balance? What's the final thing? Because the balance will come drop down. So then your interest mm-hmm. rate, will, your interest will drop lower. And then when you get to that end part, because you can put in as much as you want, as long as you pay that first, like if mm-hmm. it's $4,000 a month, I paid the $4,000. Now you can just keep dropping money in. Do you understand what I'm saying? Yes, that's very good advice because I was... I literally was doing research. I was like, how do you pay down your house without paying all the interest? And uh, that makes sense to be like principal only. So it's not going to the interest. This is good advice for everybody listening. Who's trying to pay off a house. And I paid it off in three years. Really? Girl, get it. Mm -hmm. Yes, Mm -hmm. bitch. She's got no home debt. I was starving because I would be like, okay, I'm going to eat this kind of food. I'm going to eat on set. I'm going to eat this. Now this much money. And I would all my extra money went to the mortgage. Principal only, though. Mm -hmm. And that's how you do it. And that's how you build your credit up, too, because then they have to report that every month and they see that balance. The the balance is the only thing that's on your report, not the interest. Mm hmm. Interest so is so fucked up because you pay the bank basically what your house your house is worth in interest. It's wild. If your house is a million dollars, by the time you paid it off, you will absolutely have paid a million dollars in interest. Yeah, they double their money. But mm-hmm. if you pay the if you pay the principal only, you pay mm-hmm. the mortgage, right? Boom. That's just the mortgage that has the interest, the insurance, all that stuff in it. And you send another check a week, two weeks later, principal only. Now you pay it down. Now they only make. 10 to 15 percent if that even less if you do it fast enough it's wild that nobody teaches you that nobody tells you that i learned it from youtube yes i found this man on tiktok who explained that if you are incorporated working from home to put your kids on their payroll and then i can't remember like you you put it in a trust for them or something it's mm-hmm. it's just a way for you to pay less taxes because now your kids are your employees because mm-hmm. technically like they're home anyway and i was like damn nobody not like nobody fucking tells you that you have to like have money to keep your money do you know what i'm saying right. like well you have to do the research yeah either do the research or like you're blessed enough to have the money so you have a business manager who can explain to you all this stuff and your business manager might not explain to you a lot of these things because they want 
to keep their job as the business manager. Uh-huh. So it's uh, it's on you to do the due diligence. They're not going to teach you. In, like, it's funny that you have to pay taxes, but they don't teach you how to do your taxes in school. No, they sure fucking don't. They don't teach you how to do that. But that's something that's a requirement or you're going to go to jail. Mm-hmm. But then when you read the tax laws, it's really corporations that are required. Then you find out that you are really incorporated as a human being because <laughs> your name is in all capital letters on your birth certificate. I mean, it is wild that like people have to pay taxes, but corporate like some corporations do not pay taxes. And there's all these like fucking loopholes and shit. And then I watched this video that was like, you know, at Target, when they're like donate five dollars to X, Y and Z. It's like, why would you do that? Because they're making a donation that's not taxed. Like when you make donate, like it's not taxable income. Like, and I was just like, oh, fuck, that's like another way for them to not pay taxes. And I'm the person who's paying for it. It's exactly. like it's, the world is so fucked. Doesn't Trump <sighs> got everybody making them donations to him? I mean, I don't understand why you're donating to a president. What are you what are you fundraising? He's there. He's he's there. Oh, I love him not being on Twitter. It's so nice to not see retweets of his bullshit. They need to ban so many people on there. So many people need to be banned. Yeah. It's just, it's so wild that you could just post whatever you want. And who fucking cares if it's, you know, false information or whatever. Mm-hmm. <sighs> anyway, Tiffany, we've come to the end. I have a question for you. I ask mm-hmm. all my guests this. Would you date me? I w- you know what? And four more dicks, yes. Because <laughs> I'm 50 dicks away from being gay. 50 heartbreaks. And four more dicks. Honestly, that's the best response I've ever gotten. Because <laughs> after 50 dicks, I'm gay. <laughs> I believe in my heart I'm really a gay man. And that's why I love mm-hmm. dicks so much. But after, you know... 50 disappointments, 50 dicks, <laughs> and I got four more to go, then that's it. Bring on the pussy. Bring do you keep on. track of all the dicks? Mm-hmm. Got to. Where Where do you keep track of it? Because I keep track of all my dicks, too, and people are like, that's fucking weird. And I'm like, I don't know. I once reminisced with a friend about four, like a, a, a couple people that I had fucked, and then she went through her list, and we were like laughing about the people that we knew. And I was like, it's a nice, it's like a walk down memory lane. I keep it in a notebook. Mine's in my computer. I should back it up to something. I keep it in a notebook, and that's part of that's how that guy found out. Like, oh, that's your ex. So this is, you know, and I, I like I put I put their name a little a little blurb about them, you know, and that's it. Yeah, this is the same thing that I do. I love that I'm not the only one. Mm-hmm. And I put their first name in a let the first letter of their last name. I put their full first and last name. Now. I don't put the full first and last name. I used to when I was younger. I used to do that. And then my mm. ex-husband found out. And then he was like, this person. Blah, blah. I'm like, yeah, so don't do that no more. Just first name, letter of their last name, and a blurb to protect them. Mm-hmm. Also, some of them I don't know their last name. So, <laughs> so first letter uh-huh. of what I call they did. Wait, how long were you married? For five years, grand total of five years. Oh, okay. How old were you when you got married? 27. Oh, okay. I thought you were younger. I, 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 yeah, no. 
<laughs> well, we don't have time to get into that. Mm-mm, mm-mm. <laughs> don't do it. Well, this is it for this episode of Why Won't You Date Me? If you like this episode, you can like it. You can subscribe. You can rate it five stars on Apple Podcasts. If you send me something nasty hitting on me, I will read it. This person said, if I were straight, I'd use your crutches to help you balance with your bum ankle while I slurp the fuck out of your puss until you can taste the rainbow, then release a huge load all over your face. Uh, uh, old faithful is what you'd call me while you use my fountain come to fill your pool and we'd have a dip yes I come that much baby thank you so much for that wow <laughs> wow people send pretty wild things uh, the worst one was someone wanted to turn me upside down and fill me with clam chowder that was like two years ago and it still haunts me to this day that is uh, wild <laughs> First of all, do you get a lot of dick pics? I truly get absolutely no dick pics. Do you? They scare the fuck out of me. <laughs> like as like, and I and I be wanting to report them, but then I send them a message back and go, "This will be going in my coffee table book." <laughs> Honestly, you should release a coffee table book of dick pics. I think that's very funny. I am. I was going to ask you if you wanted to contribute to the coffee table book of dick pics. I do not get. I don't get dick pics at and all. Then, and then I'm going to put them in there. And then um, my lawyer was like, you might want to get them to sign a release. I'm like, why? They're like, because they might sue you. And then I'm like, but then they would have to admit that that's their dick. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't think anyone would sue you. Like, they would have to admit that this is their dick and they've sent it and to me. they sent it unsolicited. Unsolicited. And there's proof of it. Mm-hmm. Of unsolicited dick pics. And he's like, you're crazy. Wait, are you really doing a book? Unsolicited dick pics, yes. I'm very excited to see this book. And some of these dicks are ugly as hell. (laughs) It's like, well, you should never show nobody that dick. (laughs) And I say that, too. You should have never shown this to me. I'm definitely going to put it in a book. (laughs) Divini, do you have anything you want to promote? Well, I got a lot coming up. (laughs) (laughs) But the show's over. (laughs) (laughs) But, uh... I'll just say this. Uh, Kids Say the Darndest Things is coming back. I got a movie with Little Real Howery and Eric Andre called Bad Trip that's coming out. Oh, They Ready Season 2 is coming out February 2nd uh, on Netflix. And so's Bad Trip is coming on Netflix. And I got a movie with Nicolas Cage that's coming out. Oh, I had a good story. I should have told you about that. Oh, well, next Tell time. Tell me. Okay, so... <laughs> like, my third really great date... Okay, that I had with third guy I went out with. He took me to this really nice restaurant and then he took me to the movies. And when it was kind of late, it was like 11 o'clock screening and face off. I was like 17 Mm -hmm. and all the uh, it was barely anybody in the theater. We sat in the back. We started making out. It's my first time ever getting fingered in a theater. <laughs> my first time ever having an orgasm. You've been fingered multiple times in a theater? Never. Oh, Oh, okay. Yes. You yes, said it was no, your no, first time. first time. So there's other times? Yes, there's other times. Yes. Yeah. Be- <laughs> before that, I had never been fingered. But yes, it multiple times I've been fingered in a theater since then. It's kind of been, it's kind of something I'm into. Anyways, okay. like getting fingered while watching a good movie. I haven't done it, but I'm going to try it. You should try it. It's quite nice. Um, <laughs> but it was a little traumatizing because this is my first time having an orgasm and uh, when I had the orgasm, the camera was really close on Nicolas Cage's face. And mm-hmm. it was like his eyes were looking into my eyes. <laughs> and 
and I <laughs> orgasmed, right? Cut to uh, last year, I'm shooting a movie with Nicolas Cage. First scene of the day, never met him before in my life. Um, he has a mask on, and all I see mm-hmm. is his eyes. <laughs> I have a lot of lines, a lot, a lot of lines. Mm-hmm. I could not remember my lines because I was looking into his eyes, remembering my first orgasm, mm-hmm. remembering this guy. Like, what is his name again? What was his last name? What was it? When the last time we go to? I, I could not say my lines. I was fucking up, all like fucking up, and I was like, dude. I'm not, I'm a way better performer than this. And this is getting really bad. I have to tell you a story. He's like, what? (laughs) I was like, I have to tell you a story. I feel like if I tell you the story, maybe this will stop and I can finally say my actual lines. And he Mm -hmm. was like, and I was just like, yeah, because I'm really intimidated by you. I'm not going to lie. I'm very intimidated. He's like, and my dad, amazing. Like, is it really that? Like, I don't understand. Like, what, what's the problem, Tiffany? I was like, I need to tell you an inappropriate story. I got to tell you the story, and it's quite inappropriate. And he was like, tell me. Tell me. I was like, but I don't need you to try to sue me. I don't want you saying I'm harassing you or anything like that, because I just have to tell you so that I can do my damn job. He's like, just tell me, all right, what's the story? So I tell him <laughs> about how I got finger banged in a movie theater, watching Face Off, and his eyes were looking into my eyes right as I had the orgasm. And this is why I'm having a problem saying my lines. And he goes, oh, my gosh, that's hilarious. Ah, he laughs really hard. <laughs> He's laughing. He's like, ah, oh, that's it. Oh. You know, my first wife, she saw a movie with me in it. And she was on a date. And she told the guy, I'm going to marry him. And then we got married. Like, years later, we got married. I said, oh, crazy. <laughs> you will not be finger banging me at any point in time. I can <laughs> tell you that right now. <laughs> That is will that will never happen. But you will be looking into my eyes and I will be looking into yours. And I think it's gone now. And then I was able to do the scene. So that's that story. Well, I'm glad you told it. It really made me laugh. The part where you're just like, you will not be figure banging. This is very funny. Uh, Tiffany, thank you so much for thank doing you. this. Thank you. I appreciate you. Okay, that's it. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. That's it for Why Won't You Date Me with me, Nicole Byer. Why Won't You Date Me is produced and engineered by, oh, the sweetest woman I know, Marissa Melnick. It is executive produced by other wonderful people, Adam Sachs, Joanna Solotaroff, and Jeff Ross. Thanks for listening. I love you. Thank you so much. We'll be seeing you next Friday with a brand new episode. What a treat. What a dream. <laughs> This has been a Team Coco production. Love the flexibility of working in all sorts of places? Well, working on the go seamlessly requires a strong network like T-Mobile. We have America's largest 5G network, so whether you're on a video call at the park or uploading large files at a coffee shop, we have the 5G speed you need. Whatever takes you on the go, T-Mobile's got you covered. Find out more at tmobile.com slash network today. Coverage not available in some areas. See 5G device coverage and access details at tmobile.com.